shall be showers of blessing, precious reviving again, over the hills and the valley, sound of abundance of rain, showers of blessing, showers of blessings we need, mercy drops round us are falling, but for the showers we there shall be showers of blessing. Send Grant to us now a refreshing. Come and now honor thy word. Showers of blessing. Showers of blessings we need. Mercy drops round us are falling. But for the showers we shall be showers of blessing, oh that today they might fall, now as true God we're confessing, now as on Jesus we call, showers of blessing, showers of blessings we need, mercy drops round us are falling, but for the showers we I'm gonna do the. No <clears throat> one chart might be hard on me this evening. Mm -hmm. Oh, one flat, but. It... What three eighty four? Number three eighty four.
can shield thee. Thou wilt find a solace there. Yeah. It was spitting a few, few drops just a minute ago when I walked in. to have us few of what few of us are here this evening here um remember um sister andy she's still not feeling good i talked with her a little bit this afternoon and she said hopefully she'll feel better next sunday to come back um i know that karen and dennis were tied up today and uh they were doing good so they'll probably be back next week lord willing um Remember Sister Shirley and Brother Wayne as they're still recovering. Well, she didn't get her test back. It wasn't COVID. Good. I didn't think it was, but um, so I'm glad she's doing. They're on the mend. Um, trying to remember who else. Remember Sister Barbara. Um, my brain is going blank. I have a cousin that's, he's a little bit younger than me. He's uh, my dad's youngest brother, David's uh, son, uh, James Allen. He, uh, I think he's right in his late 40s. Uh, Is that the one you have to do? Yeah, he has cancer. So they're going to be taking a third of his colon out. Oh, goodness. And, uh, but he still won't have to have a colostomy. That much, that's the amount they can take out without having a colostomy. So let's pray that all that will go good. Praise the Lord for that. Okay. Um, it was good to have Cody and Brianna and Zoe with us this morning. Um, I haven't ran into Juanita lately, but I've I've seen them pass and I've waved at them. So, um, I reached out to Sally. I didn't hear anything back from her yesterday, but, uh, I left a message. So, um, so maybe I'll try to reach out to her at some point this week too, and see if I can get a hold of her. Um, continue to remember those that we mentioned this morning. Um, remember my mother-in-law, she's still having some issues and they're trying to figure out what's going on with her heart, but her insurance declined her to have one procedure done, but said that they wanted to have other procedures done before they got to this one. I can't, for the life of me, it's failing my memory right now. So remember her. Uh, can you remember my wife and my daughter? Is there a way? Um, remember everybody as they go to work this week and as they go about their tasks. Um, and then any other prayer requests? Here's like, sounds like good, good rain, big raindrops. 
So if not, we'll go to the Lord in a word of prayer. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for this day, and we thank you for your many blessings. Lord, we ask that you would, um, each prayer request that we brought to mind tonight, Lord, that you would just take each one, Lord, and your will be worked in all those things. Lord, we ask that you would uh, be with us and guide us and protect us, Lord, as we go through this week, Lord, and we ask that you give us a heart and a desire to serve you. Lord, and a, to be an example to those around us, Lord, as we do your work. Lord, we ask that you would bless our time together, Lord, and, and to give us an opportunity, Lord, to give our hope to show our hope to all men. Lord, we ask that you would, uh, again, be with us as these services, Lord, and that you'd uh, work your will in us. We ask all these things in Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right. Well, this evening, we're back in... 2 Corinthians, where we stopped last week. Go back to my notes. Sounds like a real nice rain out there. So how can we make... You secured us a free car wash today, huh? 2 Corinthians, I believe we're in the 11th chapter now, where we stopped last week. So we'll read a couple of verses here, uh, make our way uh, through the chapter. I know we may not always make it all the way through, but that's okay. Um may take about five verses apiece if whoever wants to read. Um, we'll start off there in verse one. I'll start us off. It says, Oh, that you would bear, that, uh, bear with me in a little folly. And indeed, you do bear with me. For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy. For I have betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear lest somehow as a serpent deceived Eve by, her, by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he who preaches, excuse me, I cannot read. For if he who preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit which has not, not been received, or a different gospel which you have not accepted, you may well put, it, uh, put up with it. For I consider that I am not all inferior to the most eminent apostles. Brother Tony, would you like to read verse 6 through 10? But though I be rude in speech, yet in knowledge, yet not in knowledge, but we have been thoroughly made manifest among you in all things. Have I committed an offense in abasing myself that ye might be exalted because I have preached to you the gospel of God freely? I robbed other churches, taking wages of them to do you service. And when I was present with you and wanted, I was chargeable to no man. For that which was lacking to me, the brethren which came from Macedonia supplied, and in all things have I kept myself from being a burdensome unto you, and so will keep myself, so will I keep myself. As the truth of Christ is in me, no man shall stop me of this boasting in the regions of Achaia. Wherefore, because I love you not, God knoweth. But what I do, that I will do that I may cut off occasion from them which desire possessions were within their glory, that they may be found even as we. 
For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transferred into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. One more. Yeah. And I say again, let no man think me a fool, if otherwise, yet as a fool receive me, that I may go boast myself in love. So here we, um, as we start off in the 11th uh, chapter there, of course we know originally in the text there was no chapter verse. This was just meant as a guide to help us through through, uh, the accounts here. Um, He begins off here in the first first couple verses of chapter 11 talking about uh, a little bit about faithfulness or the faithfulness of the the Corinthian church there. He says... uh, Oh, that you would bear with me in a little folly. Indeed, you do bear with me. For I am jealous for you uh, with a godly jealousy. For I betrothed you to one husband that I may present you a chaste version to Christ. He says, But I fear lest if somehow a serpent deceived even a craftiness, so there the minds may be corrupted from simplicity that is in Christ. So, apparently Paul was concerned about their faithfulness. Uh, and as, as he kind of mentions here, um, He's a, a concern that they might be, what that they might be deceived by false teachers. We know this was not uncommon uh, at this particular time, and we know that just based on what we've been reading in Acts um, with Brother Ed, that it seems that there were some that was that it, that were seeking to destroy what Paul had set into place in these places in Greece and, and Asia Minor and all down the, the coast down to Jerusalem and roundabout. So it's very, very clear that he was concerned for these things uh, because as one, you know, that at Ephesus, the silversmiths made a, a pretty bit bold effort to put Paul out to kill him, um, as well as when he visited several of those places throughout Macedonia and down into Achaia over there and to into the town in Athens and, and Corinth. So he had quite a bit of an issue um, in his missionary journeys. So his concern was that they not be corrupted. He says, I like how he used the words there, deceived as, uh, as though Eve was deceived by the serpent. So he meant that they, were, that they not be enticed by these other doctrines. He says, for if we comes preaching another Jesus whom we have preached, or if you received a different spirit which you have not received, or a different gospel which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. Do you think sometimes maybe he was he was being a little sarcastic there? Yeah. <laughs> I sense a little sarcasm there. He's like, if he come, you, you put up with it. <laughs> so... I don't believe that they were without wit or humor, so, but uh, nonetheless, he kind of makes a remark there regarding them accepting other doctrines. Then he goes down into verse verse 5. He says, For I consider that I am not at all inferior to the most eminent apostles. 
even though I am untrained in speech, yet I am not in knowledge. But we have been thoroughly manifested among you in all things. I find it interesting that that uh, Paul makes this comment here. Number one, Paul was Paul was a pretty big figure. Number one, he says, "I'm not I'm not well trained in speech." He was a chief zealot for the for the Jews there especially from the Sanhedrin and the synagogue of the Libertines, so we think that he might be, might have been a pretty influential leader with the Jews, as well as his upbringing. He was both Jewish and he was both Greek. So, I don't believe that he was untrained, but he feels that he was somewhat inferior to some of these other apostles at point. But he says, For I consider that I am not at all inferior to the most eminent apostles. I know one of my little um, commentaries at the bottom says the phrase most eminent apostles is literally more uh, is literally more exceedingly sent one. The only other place that this is used in the New Testament is over in chapter 12 and verse 11. And it might also be rendered so-called super apostles. So let's look at chapter 12 and verse 11 real quick. He says, I have become a fool in boasting, and you have compelled me, for I sought to have been commended by you. For in nothing was I behind the most eminent apostles, though I am nothing. Truly the signs of an apostle were accomplished among you with all perseverance and signs and in wonders and mighty deeds. For what is it that which you were inferior to other churches except that I was not burdensome to you? Forgive me this wrong. I don't think it was an earmark to consider that some of these were more eminent than the other. They all had their duties as an apostle. Um, they all had varying gifts, and I don't think it was that they were one was more important than the other. Paul had, a, it seemed, a larger accounted task that he was doing here as he traveled around to establish the churches. And what a better brother and apostle to do that than Paul. It seemed he was pretty gifted and his presentation regarding the scripture to others. Not to mention those that he had company with were, were well versed as well in the scripture. By the way, if y'all have any comments at any time, y'all can feel free to speak up and interject. Um, I don't want it to seem like I'm, mono, I'm in a monologue for 30 minutes. <laughs> um, then going on there, he says... Uh, but we have been thoroughly manifested among you in all things. Did I not commit sin in humbling myself that you might be exalted because I preached the gospel of God to you free of charge? I robbed other uh, I robbed other churches taking away rages from them to minister to you. So what's he saying there? He says, he says, did I commit sin by humbling myself before you that you might be exalted? He put himself down so that they might have an opportunity to be lifted up. He says, I preached the, uh, because I preached the gospel of, of God to you free of charge. He's like, I didn't charge you for these things. He says, I robbed other churches taking wages away from them um, to minister unto you. Do you. Does it sound like he's changed his tone from the last, from the last couple reading until now? From what we've been reading? He talked about, in chapter 10 he mentioned about 
spiritual warfare, and he talked about his the authority that was given to him by Christ, and then he talks about the limits of his authority, and now he's talking about his concern for faithfulness, and now he's talking about false apostles, and about his concern for the church there. So, seems here that he was he was talking about some of these false teachers out here that were claiming to to be apostles. And that it's like did I did I do any of these things? Did I did I defraud you? Did I you know I preach the gospel of no charge to you? Did I he says when I was present with you in a need, I was a burden to no one for what I lacked the brethren who came from Macedonia supplied. So he's like I didn't I didn't charge you. <laughs> I didn't take from you, but I, I took from others because they provided for my needs. And it seems here at the beginning of chapter 11, when we get down to this particular point, the chapter 11, it comes into context. He was concerned with these teachers that had been coming around saying that they were apostles and t- kind of trying to discredit or use other doctrines to, to discredit what he had preached already. Of course, we know, based on the text that we read this morning, I think it was over in Acts chapter 20, Let's see here. Yeah, we'll read that. Acts chapter 20, verse uh, 28. He says, Therefore take heed of yourselves unto all the flock among the Holy Spirit, has made you overseers to the shepherd of the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after I have departed, after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after themselves. Therefore watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day of these uh, with tears. So brethren, I commend to you the word of, God, uh, of His grace which is able to build up and to give you an inheritance among those that are sanctified. And he kind of sets out talking the same thing. So... I don't know about y'all, but have you ever seen have you ever seen when somebody comes in and kind of preaches a different doctrine? I'm sure at some point in our lives we've seen that. Um, I remember a very dear brother back when I was a kid. Uh, quite a bit of difficulty in in the church there back in Arkansas, a couple of churches back in Arkansas, and he took a portion of the church with him, a lot of the younger folks. And it caused quite a bit of commotion because there were some things that he was teaching that, that the church felt was contrary. Some of those things worked out, and of course a lot of those came came back to the church, but there was a great division there. So the same thing here is and Paul's concern is that he doesn't want these people to be caught unawares. He loves them, he spent time with them. Preach to him, teach to him. Had invested time in them because he desired that the Lord would be working in their lives. He goes on there down through verse 10. He says, And as the truth of Christ is, is in me, no one shall stop me from boasting in the regions of Achaia. Why? Because I do not love you. God knows. I think, again, he kind of gets a little facetious there. Not a little bit, just a little bit of joke. 
He says, why? He says, because I do not love you? Question mark. God knows. Absolutely, it was quite to the contrary. Paul had a great love for these brethren here. Wasn't that he desired that they fall short. Quite the contrary. He goes on here and says, but what I do, I will continue to do that I may cut off the opportunity for those who desire an opportunity to regard just as we are in things with which they boast. For such are false prophets, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. He's like, they try to make themselves look good, but their actions prove otherwise. We talked probably a couple weeks to a couple months ago about we'll know them by their fruits. Some people can come talking some sweet things, right? And then pretty soon after time rolls on, you begin to see their true their true colors, right? People get comfortable and they don't they no longer begin to hide who they are. So don't be fooled by this. He says, therefore, is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. Hmm. Let's see here. Look at Philippians chapter 3. Start there in verse 1 of Philippians chapter 3. It says, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord, for me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of mutilations, for we are the, of the, circum, we are the circumcision who worship God in the Spirit. Rejoice in Christ and have no confidence in the flesh, though... I also might have confidence in the flesh if anyone else thinks that he may have confidence in the flesh. I more so. Circumcised the eighth day a stock of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, concerning the law and a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, and concerning the righteousness of which is in the law, blameless. But what things are of me were gained to me, these I have counted for loss for Christ. Yet I have also counted these things as loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, by that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection, and fellowship of his suffering, and being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain the resurrection of the dead. So here again Paul writes to the church at Philippi, and he pronounces a warning for them. Beware of the dogs. Beware of those people that would come in and deceive you of these, these things which the Lord teaches. He's like, he says, we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit. He's not talking about fleshly circumcision there. He's talking about circumcision, or excuse me, he's talking about 
circumcision of the heart, not circumcision of the actual foreskin of the flesh. So there's no that's no surprise that he's talking about this. Um, as you all well know, that a big portion of this was that some of these Jews that had practiced the old law were trying to bring some of those brethren back under the law through practice of circumcision and other things of the Mosaic law. And Paul's warning here was, don't be deceived by these things. We're not, we don't serve God this way. Our service is a spiritual circumcision. He says, of whom I, I came out of this. He says, and he hopes to, what? He says, what things were of gain to me, those things I've counted of loss for Christ. And indeed, I all count things as loss for the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, of whom I have suffered all loss of all things, and counted them but rubbish. Same thing here. Occasionally, we need to be reminded to not be deceived by the things that are of this world and of different doctrines. Why do you think it's important for us to study the Word of God? So we can defend the Word of God. Or rather be defended by the Word of God. It shows us how we can refute these other, other contrary teachings out there. Paul's rebuke here is out of, out of love and concern. Satan, the same thing. Satan was, Satan was once, what? A, the bringer of light. He says, but don't be deceived. It may look good, but on the inside, it's pretty rotten. Isn't that one of the things that, that, that the Pharisees and, Pharisees and Sadducees were accused of? Being like whited sepulcher, pretty on the outside, but full of dead men's bones? He also rebuked him. He says, you clean the outside of the cup, but you leave the inside dirty. So, sounds like they must have washed dishes at my house as a kid. <laughs> we got in trouble for not washing the cups all the way. Why? Because it was halfway. It was lazy, wasn't it? So the same thing in our service to the Lord. Being concerned with those things. He says, therefore there is no greater thing in which a minister also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness whose end is will be according to their works. So, it's no great thing. He said, lend with their works. Any questions there before we move on? about what we've covered so far. We made pretty quick progress in less than 15 minutes. <laughs> All right. Verse 16 there, he says, I say again, let no one think of me a fool. If otherwise, at least receive me as a fool that I also may boast a little. What I speak, I speak not according to the Lord, but as it were foolishly in this confidence of boasting, saying that many boast according to the flesh, I also will boast. For you put up with foolish fools gladly, since you yourselves are wise. For you put up with it, if one brings you into bondage, if one devours you, if one takes from you, if one exalts himself, 
If one strikes you on the face, to our shame, I say that we were too weak for that. But in whatever anyone is bold, I speak foolishly, I am bold also. So, Paul here says, he's like, well, humor me a little bit, I'm going to boast a little bit. He's saying, you know, many boast according to flesh, but I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this with you. He says, you put up with fools gladly. He said, you're a little strong. He says, I, I couldn't, I was too weak to endure this. But he said, here you are, you're putting up with it. He says, to our shame, I say that we were too weak for that. But in whatever anyone is bold, I speak foolishly. I am bold also. So they were putting up with some of these foolish things that were going on. And Paul's like, you're, you're better than I am. I was a little weak dealing with this. One of the other things that you have to consider in this particular time, if you're familiar with it, was Gnosticism, which was a corrupted belief that angels were, they worshipped angels. Basically, that there was a hierarchy of angels that they worshipped. So that was a corrupted teaching that was going on at the same time. Um, another thing that to consider was that, of course, we talked what we talked about earlier, that some were trying to go back under the law. Uh, some of those Jews were leading them away. Jews and Gentiles alike to put them back under submission of the law. Of which, several times that they had to admonish them right in, in the teachings. We know this uh, as we read through Hebrews recently, that that was some of the things that the book of Hebrews was addressing there. And then, of course, each one of these places that they wrote epistles to, the churches had different varying circumstances that they had to deal with. Of course, Ephesus, we know, the goddess of Diane, which I think I've mentioned just about every week. Um, Corinth, uh, same thing. Worship of, the, worship of uh, Greco-Roman gods. Um, pagan religion, Greek philosophy, those things that were pretty esteemed in those areas. Um, not to mention every other thing that came through those trade centers. Corinth was a major trade center. Athens was something of the sort. Of course, the influences of their neighboring city-states around there was a pretty corrupt area, uh, by, even by the standards of most men. But nonetheless, they withstood a lot of these things here. Any questions before we move on into verse 22? Nothing? Y'all are awful quiet tonight. Verse, uh, we'll start reading there in verse 22. Brother Tony, you want to read 22 through verse 27? Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in labors, more abundant. And stripes above measure, and prisons more frequent, and deaths oft. Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day have I been in the deep. In journeyings, often in perils, of waters in perils, of robbers in perils, of mine own countrymen. In perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils in among false brethren. You say 327? Yes. 
in weariness and painfulness and watchings often in hunger and thirst and fastings often in cold and nakedness. Okay. Read 28 through 33. Besides these things that are without, that which cometh on me daily, the carry of all churches. Who is weak? I'm not weak. Who is offended? And I burn not. If I must needs glory, I will glory of the things which concern mine infirmities. The God of and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed forevermore, knoweth that I lie not. <clears throat> In Damascus, the governor under Archias, the king, kept the city of the Damascus with the garrison desirous, desirous to apprehend me and to a to a window in the basement was I let down by the wall and escaped his hands. Huh, pretty interesting passage of scripture that he goes on there from in the basket. Basement. basement. <laughs> hey, that's okay. He let him down down though, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know that's one thing that we've seen Paul I mean he whenever he was persecuting the Christians he did it with all of his might and whenever he was preaching the word of God he did it with all of his might he was one of these all or nothing so, I mean he did uh, beat around the bush I mean he, he told exactly how it was and, uh, it, you know uh, he uh, he had that real strong personality you could see by uh, the reading here you know he 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 kind of put himself down a little bit. He says, I'm not I'm not as learned as some of these other folks are. But by his training, he was very well versed. He was fond we know he was fond of long sentences. You could see that. You'll read down you know eight verses before you get to the end of a sentence. So he was fond of writing. His writing style was very unique. Um and I mean if he was bold in his writings, imagine how he was in his speech too, you know. Um he says that I'm not I'm not great in my speech but you know, I'm bold in my writing, and then he goes on about here. He, he, it was obvious that the Lord worked through him very, very richly. Else, why would he have faced such harsh persecution at the hands of his brothers and sisters who helped him probably persecute prior to his conversion there at Damascus? I find it very interesting. He goes on there. He talks about, are they of Israel? Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are the ministers of Christ speaking as a fool? I am more in labors abundance, stripes and measures. Paul faced threat of death more times than not, didn't he? He says there, three times I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned, once I was shipwrecked, three times shipwrecked. He says, a night and a day I have been in the deep. He says, I've been periled, I've been and rob robbers. He says, my own, my own family, my own countrymen are coming after me. He says, man, he must have been doing the right thing because he had all these people coming after him. Yeah. <laughs> he says, nonetheless, he says, in weariness and toil and sleeplessness and often in hunger and thirst and fasting, often in cold and nakedness, besides the other things, what comes upon me daily, my deep concern for all the churches. He had 
very little regard for himself, didn't he? More concerned with doing what the will of God was. Doing the will of God. So, it was no small thing that Paul did, what Paul did here, but he did it in Christ. That's who he gives all the credit to. You often think the same thing. This is how much, how, how much we complain about the little that we have to do and think about what Paul had to do. It ought to put us to shame. We ought to do more for the Lord. He says, my concern is for all the churches. Who is weak? I am not weak. Who is t- who has stumbled? I did not burn with indignation. Did I, or, and I do not burn with indignation. I must boast. I will boast of the things concerning my infirmity. So he says, I'm not weak. Who's weak? He says, I, burn, I do not burn with indignation. Paul was more concerned with serving the Lord than he was with his own infirmities and the things that he was, up, he was up against. How often do we not say something because we're afraid of what the other person's going to think? Being concerned with someone's service or concerned with what they're currently doing, we just keep silent. It's not what the Scripture calls us to do. It tells us to be loving and kind and compassionate to one another. But it also tells us to be concerned for our brethren and to discuss the things that are that are bothering us and that are hindering our service. It wasn't just for Brother Paul here to do. Brother Paul here was using this as an opportunity to encourage the churches that he had visited as the Lord had stirred him up to. So the same thing we can glean from this these letters here that we've been reading is that Beyond our circumstances, we have a greater opportunity to honor and glorify God. A greater encourage a greater opportunity to encourage our brothers and sisters in Christ to do what is right. Even when it's not popular. <laughs> Any questions there down through the end of chapter eleven? He never forgot it. He never forgot where he came from. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, he he knew that there was a God that was real that could take take him, a persecutor of the church, and just turn him around 100%, you know, 100 degrees or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And, and, and that same zeal he had, he was using towards the church. He used it towards the church. So it tells you the same thing that we we have that same we have the same the God that took care of him takes care of us as well. So why would we not do the same thing and use what energy that we have to be more you know to to promote service of the Lord? Paul could have easily just as just as well put his feet up and said, "Ah, I got we got plenty of workers. Let's just you know." Enjoy this, but that wasn't the way, wasn't the reason why the Lord called him, was it? To oversee. Even though he was an overseer, he, he called him to do something far greater.
but it doesn't give us an excuse to sit on our duffs and and let other people do the work for us. It requires that we do the work. It requires that we adhere to the teachings and listen to the wisdom of the Lord, Spirit's guidance. And maybe we just might be able to overcome what sufferings we do endure. I mean, I think here currently in this country, we don't we don't have a, a ton of suffering, do we? We really don't compared to the rest of the world, do we? We get a little flustered when somebody complains about what we believe, that it's not inclusive enough. I think it's coming, though. I keep seeing people more and more talking about they want to tax the churches, they want to start making it tougher on the churches. Which I can see a lot of their points because, you know, a lot of churches are in it for... A lot of them are in it for the money. You know, so you can kind of see what they're coming for, but I think they're going to get worse and worse towards churches. Um... I I read an article earlier this week that talked about folks of other lifestyles, their their faith, they're here and they're not going away. Um, there's going to come a time when men will not hear sound doctrine. It's here, and it's getting it's getting worse. It's too offensive to people. It's too offensive, and it's and it's no longer acceptable to just agree to disagree if they don't agree and let us go on. Yeah, if, you, if you don't agree, you hate them. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've had that discussion with folks and say that they don't agree with the, you know, with, with the way we believe. And the, the statement I make is, I don't hate anyone. I, you can come and talk to me anytime you want to. I may disagree with your beliefs. But uh, what God commands of us is that we show love and kindness to others. It's not for us, again, I've said this, I think, a couple of times, it's not for us to judge. We can reckon it according to Scripture, but it doesn't give us the right to judge someone and say, nope. As a matter of fact, it gives us more of an opportunity to witness to them, doesn't it? It should. And show them the truth. Or maybe we might misuse the opportunity and give our opportunity for our enemies to blaspheme God. I do agree with uh, with the statement, I've heard a brother say this, that we are not like the Westboro group that goes around and pickets and screams and yells and jeers at people that they disagree with. Um, that's not a loving what a loving God would do. A loving God would demonstrate and show them that that's not the way to live and what he would expect of us. The old saying, you win more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. So, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, is what he says. But also, you can come as you are, but you can't stay that way. I've always heard that said. Paul didn't stay that way, did he? He used what energy he had to, to minister for the Lord. What did Jesus do? Same thing. He came, he gave up his position at the right hand of God, 
come down in the form of a servant, humbled himself, provided a sacrifice so that there could be a people redeemed for him. Because the law wasn't sufficient enough. Imagine that. You think he designed it that way? Absolutely. He designed it that way. I think it's interesting the way he started off in the garden and the progression of time in the Old Testament. He went from Adam as Adam and Eve as spokesperson for the earth, right? To through Noah, through jo, uh, Joseph, Moses, all those. He went through all of these people, and he got to a point where they said, "Okay, we want a king, just like the other nations." He's like, "You don't need a king. You need me." Oh, we want a king. All right, I'm going to give you a king. So what happens? He, as he went on, he gave them the law. He gave them the law. He introduced it to them. He wanted to show them, this is my law, and I want you to keep it. And when they couldn't keep it, he's like, all right, you couldn't keep this, so I'm going to give you something better because you can't make it by this. That was a demonstration. It's like, you can't make it by the letter law, but you can make it by the Spirit. I always love what Brother Gary Smith says. He says, the Old Testament was a law or a rules-based approach. He says, there's two standards in Kansas. He says, there's a rules-based approach, and there's a principles-based approach. Rules weren't sufficient. So you move to a principles-based accounting. He says, it's like a teaching, a lifestyle, a change. He says, it guides you. It leads you. Whereas the law, it's a double-edged sword. It'll cut you down quicker than anything if you don't follow the rule. He says, but the principle, the spirit of the law, is what works. He says, that's why, that's why the Lord sent Christ to be a sacrifice for us. And that stuck with me my most of my adult life. So um, appreciate that, brother, being willing to say that in that way. But we're getting close to the end here. We have two chapters left. So I'm going to offer you an option. We can continue on into Galatians or we can find something else to study. It's entirely up to you. I give it maybe a week and a half, two weeks, and then we'll be out of it. So you guys think about what you'd like to look at. So, and then we'll look at it. So, any questions, any comments, parting shots? Good discussion, good study. I thoroughly enjoyed studying 3 Corinthians. And hope you guys have enjoyed it too. If not, we'll all stand to be dismissed.